G'day mate, 40 here. So I'm not so thrilled with our previous video because I didn't write down notes. I just did it on the spur of the moment. So if something's important, if you don't want to forget something, write it down. Otherwise you're going to lose it. Second life lesson. Nip abuse in the bud. So if you find yourself being abusive to others, like tell them to speak up for themselves so that you don't progress further down that track because there was one girlfriend that I ended up you know yelling at a lot and I didn't like myself for it I'm sure she didn't enjoy it and I didn't start out yelling at her but abuse tends to become progressive so if someone's abusing you you got to nip it in the bud man you can't you can't let a boss get away with calling you dick sniff that's that was my wonderful experience when I was in landscaping uh, the internet is real life and is not real life so if you see comparisons between two things, that doesn't mean that there aren't also ex things where the two items being compared aren't also different, right? So there are ways that the internet is real life. There are ways the internet is not real life. But in general, it's best to act as though everybody knows everything. So I try to conduct these live streams as though every single individual I talk about or every single company is aware of what I'm saying. And I try to conduct these live streams as though the audience knows everything, right? Everyone knows everything, right? Not true, but a very useful attitude to take into life rather than trying to hide things. So I find in life, when you say something negative about an individual, they ine inevitably find out. When you say neg something negative about a corporation or a celebrity, right? someone who's managing the corporation's reputation or the celebrity's reputation, you know, they keep track of what you're saying and people tend to have uh, long memories. Uh, the audience for robust discussion of splooging and wanking uh, is not as large as what I thought it was. Oh, do everything you can to reduce the need for willpower in your life. So I find having a routine so that I don't have to think or struggle you know, grapple with what I'm doing, just having a routine. So I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then I do this, all right? That reduces my need for willpower. Like relying upon my willpower is not a, a great idea for life. So routine really helps, I find, with, with life. Oh, when you're early on in a relationship interaction with someone, I reduce the chances that they have to dismiss you. Because early on, particularly in dating or just interacting with someone, people tend to kind of inst are instinctively wired to say no. Right? They're instinctively wired to dismiss you from their life. So early on in interactions, you know, don't don't share the damaging, <laughs> disturbing, you know, darkness that's in your soul. Because people, you know, very quickly to look for reasons to dismiss you. So you know, don't say that you're an alcoholic or a porn addict or you declared bankruptcy early on in interaction just gives people a reason to absolutely dismiss you. So even smiling can be seen as a hostile act. Like I was feeling happy the other day, I was on the bus, I was smiling at everyone. And uh, there was this like young black teenage boy uh, who was you know, nearby and I just uh, started smiling at him and he had a really hostile reaction. So anything can be interpreted as a hostile act. So particularly when interacting with uh, out-groups, uh, pick-up cues, know your situation, even smiling, being friendly, telling jokes can be interpreted as a hostile act. 
so so to you know think think twice about say hitting on women in a, in a parking lot particularly a deserted parking lot they're not going to feel safe nothing nothing good happens with people particularly women as long as they, they don't feel safe uh, before you email or text something think about what it would look like if uh, read out in court So you'll notice people don't get in trouble for things they say on podcasts nearly as much as people get in trouble for things that they write, say on Twitter or on Facebook or on a blog post, right? So people get canceled rarely for things they say on podcasts. People are far more likely to get canceled for things that they write. So be particularly careful with things that you write, particularly things that are intended for the public, but even private things. I'd imagine what it would look like if it ends up in a, in a lawsuit. If only the, the stars and the executives at Fox News, Fox News had thought about you know, what would be the implications if what I'm texting or sending in a WhatsApp message or emailing shows up in a lawsuit brought by Dominion Enterprises. Uh, the more prestigious your position, the more vulnerable you are to be cancelled. So if you work as a secretary or a plumber, Right, or a janitor, right? You're not likely to be cancelled. But if you're a university professor or a TV news pundit, right, much more vulnerable to cancellation. Uh, if you've got something particularly dark and dangerous, you know, only generally speaking, confide it to someone with whom it is privileged, meaning a therapist, a doctor, a priest, uh, maybe a minister. Right, so for example, anything you tell a rabbi is not necessarily privileged, right? They may share it with the community if they think that's what's in the community's best interest. So something you confide in someone in a 12-step program, right? Probably not going to be privileged and so it can be uh, opened up and uh, the person can be deposed on whatever it is that you share. So if you feel like you know, killing someone or if you've got something particularly dark or dangerous or disgusting in your past that you don't want people to know about, they only confide it in people who are, who are privileged. Uh, don't hand people a sword. Right? Don't hand people a sword to, to damage you. So I'm not proud of this, but there are several relationships where my girlfriend confided in me. And then even though I didn't want to do this, I found myself oh, throwing it in her face. So be careful about handing people a sword. Perhaps only hand people a sword, meaning, you know, dangerously vulnerable disclosures if it's reciprocal. If you change a lot, right? So I change a lot. People inevitably feel betrayed, right? So if you just change your opinions on things, if you change your behavior, if you change your profession, if you change a direction in your life, your religiosity level, your religion, your major commitments in life, if you move, like people will feel betrayed. So as soon as you start any kind of relationship with someone, you're opening up the inevitability of some feeling of betrayal. So betrayal is the hyperbolic term that we use for when other people don't act as we expect them to act. Once you start seeing things from your boss's perspective or your girlfriend's perspective or your partner's perspective or your your best friend's perspective, like you're gonna lose all those things. Like we have to internalize the perspective of the people most important to us, such as a boss, a partner, our best friends. 
And so once we start ignoring things from the perspective of the people most valuable to us, right, we're going to lose those people. You often learn more from your enemies than your friends. So your friends will try to spare your feelings, your enemies will delight in telling you blunt truths. So I've often found I learn more from my enemies than my, my friends. Now I'm just trying to struggle to read my writing. Ah, if you can ever turn an enemy into a friend, that tends to be a very solid relationship. So friends, the first time you let them down, right, is very likely to damage the relationship. But if you can ever turn a, an enemy into a friend, that is so solid. So I once managed to defuse a situation where this woman was just yelling at uh, a group of Jews. And I ended up having a long, you know, pleasant conversation with this woman who was yelling, but I was able to defuse it fairly quickly. And now I think that's a really solid relationship that I have with this woman. Uh, before you make any important decision, uh, talk things over, particularly if it's an area in your life where you don't consistently make good decisions. Uh, write things out. As Dennis Prager says, writing is a mirror to the mind. If what you're writing out is particularly vulnerable and dangerous, then destroy it afterwards. Uh, don't talk to ex-girlfriends about <laughs> you know, degrading, demeaning things that you did to her. They don't appreciate it, right? And uh, don't allow people to diminish, de demean, or, or degrade you. Uh, nip it in the bud, because otherwise it will increasingly progress. If you instinctively hate men, or if you instinctively hate women, or if you instinctively hate blacks or, or Jews, usually that's not an adaptive attitude to take into life. So get some help. And uh, look for IOIs, indicators of interest. Right, so if you're talking to someone, you know, don't talk in an uninterrupted fashion, usually for more than 20 seconds, unless you're getting a nod or some sense that they're still with you. you know, particularly don't hit up a member of the opposite sex in case you get, unless you're getting indicators of interest, unless they're asking questions that go beyond the polite. Uh, if they touch you, that's an indicator of interest. If they primp, you know, brush their hair, apply makeup, uh, you know, try to look better in front of you, that's an indicator of interest. But uh, make sure people are paying attention to what you're saying. Or just wrap things up, right? You don't want to be a blowhard, a bore. Right? So tune in to other people's responses to you. Notice if you're offending them, if you're entertaining them, if they're interested. And if you're not doing any of those things, man, that's a losing conversation. To be continued, more life lessons coming up.